We have spent the first month of this new year talking about life on purpose or how to get back on track. This whole strange season we've been living through has knocked some people off of track or caused other people to ask really profound questions, which are, what is my life you know, about? Where is it going? What is my purpose? How do I live life on purpose? So we've spent the first couple of weeks here in Matthew chapter 4 because we looked at each week at one of the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness, where Jesus was tested, where he was tempted by the devil. And each one of those temptations represents something that every single one of us face. Those temptations represent something that can get us off track, and it is the wisdom and the truth of Jesus, and in each and every one of those tests, that help us get back on track, that help us live a life of purpose. But as we kind of finish this series up, we're going to go and kind of look at the prologue in Matthew 3. Because before Jesus ever went into the wilderness, Jesus went into the water. Before Jesus ever did time facing the devil, he spent time facing his father. Before he heard the devil's voice, he heard God's voice. And the key to living life on purpose is to get your relationship with God right first. You can pass the test. You can resist the temptations. You can overcome, but not in your strength, not in your power, not in your wisdom, in the power and the wisdom of God. So one of the things we've seen as we've talked through Matthew chapter 4 is that right before Jesus went into the wilderness and faced the devil, he went into the water and he heard from the face of God. So take your Bible and turn to Matthew 3. We've referred to these verses during this series, but today we're going to look at them very carefully, Matthew chapter 3, because this is actually the first thing that Jesus did in his ministry, the first thing before he went into the wilderness and before he was tempted, he went into the waters of baptism and he heard the voice of his father. And we read that story in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. We're going to read 13 down through verse 17. So I want to invite you here, if you're reading on, or if you're watching online, just join in with us. We're standing here across our campus in Matthew, chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. This is what the Word of God records for us. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you have come to me? Jesus answered him, allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John allowed him to be baptized. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, the heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Father, we want to hear your voice of affirmation. We want to know that we have been found pleasing in your sight. 
We want to know you as a father. Show us, Father, what Jesus knew. Show us what Jesus demonstrated to every one of us. And show us what we must do to know you as our Father and to know that you look upon us and that you are well pleased. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be, may be seated. At the time of Jesus, uh, and since the time of Jesus, baptism is a Christian symbol which has marked the decision to be a follower of Jesus. Where did that come from? I mean, in one of the first Christian sermons after Jesus left the earth, 50 days after Passover and the events of his death, burial, and resurrection, 50 days later, Peter is standing before a huge crowd at the Feast of Pentecost. He tells them about everything that had just happened a few weeks ago, things that they had seen. Jesus had been crucified. Jesus had been raised from the dead. He told the crowd, it's your fault. Our sins put him there. And the crowd began to cry out. People actually began to ask, what should we do? What do you want us to do in response to this truth about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? What should we do? And Peter's response was for them to repent and to be baptized. And people have for 2,000 years now, in choosing to follow Jesus, repented of their sins in their heart, placed their faith in Jesus Christ, and they have chosen to be baptized, which you've just seen even this morning, some people demonstrating water baptism, believer's baptism. Well, where did that come from, and what does that mean? Well, it really goes back to the very beginning of Jesus' ministry and even before, because there was a man by the name of John who was baptizing people. John was actually a cousin of Jesus, second, third, we're not sure what level, but his mother and Jesus' mother were cousins. Her name was Elizabeth, and Elizabeth and Mary actually met together while they were both pregnant. John was a few months older than Jesus. We're not sure how much they interacted, how much they talked in their growing up period. We, We don't have those stories, but it's clear John knew who Jesus was. Well, John begins his ministry before Jesus does. John is preaching in the wilderness, which is an area to the east of Jerusalem, down by the Jordan River. And John starts preaching this message, and his message started drawing crowds. People went out to hear the wild desert preacher. And his message was, repent. Repent means to change your mind. Repent means to turn around, to go in a different direction. It means you're going in one direction and you need to change your mind and you need to go in a different direction. And John came out and started telling people, you need to repent. You need to turn away from your sins and your sinful living. You need to turn to God and put your trust in him, he said, because the kingdom of God is coming. He knew the Messiah was soon going to begin his ministry. Thousands began to come to John and be baptized. Earlier in Matthew chapter 3, interestingly enough, even the religious leaders came to see John. 
only John wouldn't baptize them. We're not sure if they actually wanted to be baptized or they just wanted to see the show, but they started showing up. And in Matthew 3, 7 and 8, you can read in your Bibles, where John refused to baptize them because they weren't repentant. They really weren't repenting of any sin and trusting in God. John said, I'm not baptizing you. And then one day, Jesus shows up. He's, up until this point, lived in obscurity. We only have one story in the Bible from his childhood. Jesus shows up and says, I want to be baptized. And John doesn't want to baptize Jesus either but for a very different reason than he didn't want to baptize the religious leaders. He didn't want to baptize them because they really weren't repentant. He didn't want to baptize Jesus because he didn't need to repent. Whatever John knew, by that time John knew Jesus was special. By that time John knew Jesus had nothing to repent of. And according to the gospel of John, it is at that moment or immediately thereafter that John knows that Jesus indeed is the Messiah for he is presented by John as the Lamb of God who is gonna take away the sins of the world. John was so known for his baptisms that he became known and is today known as John the Baptist. Now that doesn't have anything to do with the church he went to or the denomination he was a part of, as in John the Baptist, Matthew the Presbyterian. No, that's not what we're talking about. It means John the Baptizer. That's what it means. John the guy who's always baptizing people. So Jesus shows up and says, I want to be baptized. John says, I, you don't need to be baptized. I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus said, you need to allow it. In order, he said, to fulfill all righteousness. Now, what that means is it's the right thing to do. It's the righteous thing to do. God wants us to do that. He really doesn't explain what that means. He just says, in order to fulfill all righteousness, allow it. So the Bible tells us that John the baptizer baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, and at that moment, two things happened. The Spirit of God descended upon Jesus, the Bible says, like a dove. We know that Jesus saw it. The Gospel of John makes very clear John the baptizer saw it. We don't know what other people saw, but in some sense... Like a dove, the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus. The second supernatural thing that happened is there was a voice from heaven. Again, it's not clear who heard the voice, but it is clear Jesus heard it. And it's clear from John's gospel that John heard it. At least we know that. And the voice from heaven identified Jesus as the Son of God and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And from there, Jesus went into the wilderness. Now the question this morning for all of us is, what did Jesus mean when he said, allow it for now? This is a righteous thing to do. Here's my question. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? I just want to walk through it very, very quickly. Very simple message. I want to give you five reasons that Jesus 
needed to be baptized or chose to be baptized. Number one, Jesus was baptized as an act of obedience. When he said, this is a righteous thing to do, allow it for now to fulfill all righteousness, what he was saying is, I'm being obedient to God the Father. By the way, at the baptism of Jesus, you have a very clear picture of God the Son submitting to God the Father and being affirmed and blessed by God the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all there. Jesus was doing what he did because he believed that God the Father wanted him to do it. It was the right thing to do. You don't have to understand that. Just know Jesus was being obedient to God. The second reason I would give you is because Jesus was making a statement of identification. Jesus was in essence saying, first of all, I identify with John the Baptist. What John the Baptist is saying to all of you is true. Do you think Jesus would have been baptized by John the Baptist if he didn't believe what John the Baptist was saying was true? John the Baptist was saying you needed to repent of your sins, trust in God, because the kingdom of God was at hand. Jesus was saying, that's true. What John has been telling you is what you need to do. And, in a sense, Jesus was identifying with us. Jesus didn't need to be baptized. John was right about that. He didn't have anything to repent of. But in a sense, Jesus was identifying with those of us who do need to repent. Those of us who are sinners. Jesus came to bear our sin. Jesus came to stand in our place. Jesus came to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. So in being baptized... Jesus was identifying as a man, and he was identifying with all of us. I'll give you a third reason. Not only was it obedience, not only was it a statement of identification, it was an announcement. Jesus was, in a sense, announcing his ministry. This was the first public thing he did. If you read this story in John's gospel, John the Baptist says, behold, announces him. Like, here's the first introduction. He's the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sins of the world. This announces the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This announces who Jesus is, and in saying he has come to take away the sins of the world, it is announcing what Jesus had come to do. It's an announcement. I'll give you a fourth reason. Not just obedience, identification, and announcement, but it's also a symbolic statement. Jesus was doing something that was symbolic. A symbol is a picture, a word picture. It's something we do physically to illustrate something that is not physical. Jesus was symbolized, baptism symbolized somebody going under the water, their old sins, their old way of life is gone, and they come up from the water and they're a new person. That's repentance. That's what John was preaching. But in Jesus, baptism would come to symbolize more than just repentance. The old is buried and a new person has come up. It would literally symbolize the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And if you question and say, well, was Jesus really symbolizing his death, burial, and resurrection? Remember, John referred to him as a what? A lamb. 
And what was a lamb to a Jewish person? A sacrificial animal. An animal that died as a sacrifice for the sins of others. By the way, the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. There's nowhere else in the Bible that the Holy Spirit is described like a dove. This is the first time we read that. And sometimes today, we still use the symbol of a dove to symbolize the Holy Spirit. But what was a dove to a Jewish person? A dove was also a symbolic, sacrificial, or rather a sacrificial animal. Jesus was symbolizing that he would be a sacrifice for the sins of the world. He was, in essence, symbolizing what he would do for us. And finally, it was a spiritual act. It was a spiritual act because something supernatural happened, didn't it? When Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended. Now, that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit wasn't with Jesus beforehand. The Holy Spirit has always been with Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are three in one. But when the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus, it was a symbol of his affirmation, his endorsement, his blessing. God the Holy Spirit rested upon Jesus and would work when and through the life of Jesus. So it was a spiritual moment when God supernaturally spoke and God supernaturally intervened to put his blessing on God the Son. So it was all of those things. It's a statement of obedience. It was a statement of identification. It was an announcement. It was symbolic and it was spiritual. Now, one other thing I want you to see about Jesus' baptism. I want you to see how he did it. I want to tell you two things very quickly. Number one, he chose to do it. He didn't have to do it. No one made him do it. His parents didn't do it for him. He chose freely of his own will and his own volition to do it. It was his choice to be baptized. It's his choice. And the second thing I want to tell you is, it was by immersion. He went down into the Jordan River, and the Bible says he went into the water, and he came up from the water. In fact, the word baptize is not even an English word. The word baptize in our language is a transliteration of a Greek word. That means they didn't translate it, they just pulled the word in. The reason is because the first English translators didn't want to translate it. The translation of the word baptize is to dip under. The correct translation would be Jesus was dipped under water. It means to dip under, to immerse, to cover. This was the practice of the Christian church from the time of the Bible for over a thousand years. Christians have always baptized by immersion and did until the Roman Catholic Church changed the practice in the Council of Ravenna in 1311. That's when they began to sprinkle people. When the Reformation happened in the 1500s, the Lutheran churches and the Reformed churches continued the practice of baptizing by sprinkling. The Church of England did not practice, practice sprinkling until 1645. And the Eastern Orthodox Church has never permitted any mode of baptism except by immersion. That's just a quick history lesson. But the point is, in the Bible 
and throughout almost all of Christian history, the biblical manner of baptism, really throughout history and to today, the biblical way of baptism was by immersion. They were put underwater, they were brought up from the water. That's how Jesus was baptized. Now here's my second question, just very simple message. I have two questions. How was Jesus baptized? Why was Jesus baptized? Kind of rolled that into one. Here's the second one. Why should you be baptized? If you've never been baptized, if you've never repented of your sins and been baptized, why should you be baptized? It's a simple question. And can I tell you what the answer is? Same reason Jesus was baptized. In fact, go through our list. Go through our list. Did you just see the list? Number one, Jesus was baptized because he was obedient to the Father. Can I tell you why you should be baptized? If you've never been baptized as a follower of Christ, because you should be obedient to the Father. This is what God wants you to do. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible says so. Let me show you, Acts 2.38. It's a passage I referred to a moment ago. Peter is preaching to all the Christians. They ask, Why should I, what, should, what do you want me to do? And this was Peter's response. Are you ready? Repent, there's that word, which means to change your mind. And implied in that is to turn away from your sin and turn to God in faith. Repent and be baptized. What do you want us to do? Repent in your mind and in your heart. Turn from your sin and turn to God and be baptized. Each of you should do this. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's what Peter said you should do. This is what God wants you to do. If you want to know how do I respond to the fact that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again from the dead, what should I do because I am guilty? The answer is repent of your sin, put your trust in Jesus, and be baptized. That's what God wants you to do. The second reason Jesus was baptized, first was obedience. The second one was to identify with the message that John was preaching Well, guess what you need to identify with? You need to identify with the message of Jesus. You need to identify with the message of the gospel. You need to say, this message that says Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the dead, I believe that message. And just like Jesus identified with us, we identify with those who follow Jesus. We identify with the followers of Christ for 2,000 years and say, I am one of them. I identify with that message, and I identify with those people, just like Jesus did. How do I know that? Because the Bible commands us. Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples. That's the mission of the church. Go make disciples. Well, how do you do that? Baptizing them. So how do you mark a disciple? How do you make a disciple? First thing you do, you baptize them. You ask them to repent of their sins and be baptized. You baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Which, by the way, people ask me, why do we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus told us to. Simple answer. So that is how I identify with the message of Jesus and the people of Jesus. It's a matter of obedience. It's a matter of identification. Thirdly, remember our list? It was an announcement. Jesus was announcing the beginning of his ministry. Your baptism is an announcement that you are now a follower of Christ. Baptism is a way of announcing to the church, to the world, to the demons in hell, to the angels in heaven, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Again, what does the Bible tell us? 
it tells us that baptism is an announcement. In fact, look at this verse in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 41. It says right after Peter told them to be baptized, those who accepted his message were baptized. People get baptized because they accept the message. If you accept the message, you announce that by being baptized. We have all kinds of ways today that people let us know they want to follow Jesus. They fill out cards, they text us, they walk aisles. But the Bible way of telling people that you are a follower of Jesus is by being baptized. What was the fourth reason that Jesus was baptized? It was symbolic, remember? It symbolized something else. Well, what does the Bible tell us about our baptism? That it symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. In Romans 6, 4, the Bible says we are buried with him. Whoa, what does that mean? Buried with him by baptism. Our baptism is a symbol that we are buried with Jesus and that we are raised with Jesus. Look at what the verse says. Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father so we too may walk in the newness of life. Our baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It's a testimony that I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and it is symbolic that in Christ I am buried, my sins are buried, and by the power of God, he has made me a new person on the inside. And can I tell you the same reason, the last reason? It's spiritual. I told you Jesus' baptism was spiritual. Our act of baptism is spiritual. It's, it's something God commands us to do. Remember what happened when Jesus was baptized. The Holy Spirit came upon him. The Father spoke and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Baptism is a symbol that by the work and power of Jesus Christ, we too have inherited the Holy Spirit and we too have become the sons and daughters of the living God. In fact, remember what the book of Acts says in Acts 2.38. We read this verse a second ago. Let me finish it. Repent and be baptized, each of you, for the, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, folks, that doesn't mean there's magic in baptismal waters. The power is in Jesus. But baptism is a symbol of what Jesus does inside of us. If you do not repent of your sin, if you do not trust in Jesus, then just like those Pharisees, you can be baptized, but it's not going to do you any good. You're just going to get wet. And there's a lot of people that are, have gotten wet but they've never met God. But if you repent of your sin and you place your faith in Jesus Christ, the promise of the living God is that the Holy Spirit will forgive you of your sin and come to dwell within you. And if you have never trusted in Christ, I'm not asking you to do something in your own power. I'm not asking you to turn over a new leaf. I'm not asking you to become more religious. I'm not asking you to try harder. I am asking you to put your trust in the living God to do for you what you cannot do for yourself and to trust that the power of the Holy Spirit can forgive you, save you, Make you a child of God and come to live 
inside you. It is a spiritual thing when we choose to trust Christ and to demonstrate that by being baptized. So how do you do that? Well, the answer is the same way Jesus did. You gotta choose to do it. Your parents can't do it for you. Somebody says, well, uh, I was baptized as a baby. I'm not knocking that. I'm not trying to criticize your parents or anyone else, but I just will point this out. That wasn't done in the Bible. There's nowhere in the Bible that infants were baptized. That started hundreds of years after the Bible was written. It's religious tradition, but it's not in the Bible. In the Bible, the people who were baptized were baptized because they chose to do it. I'm not criticizing your tradition. You should be thankful you had parents that wanted you to know God. That's what they knew. That was the tradition they have. It's not found in the Bible, but somebody gave them that tradition, and they wanted the best for you. So be grateful you had parents like that. But here's the deal. That was a prayer that needs to be answered now. They can't make the choice to follow God for you. You have to make that choice. You have to do it. Maybe you were baptized in an age. You had no idea what you were doing. Sometimes that happens. Kids get caught up in things. Other people pressure them. Your baptism should be the choice that you make, an act of your conscious will to say, I submit to God. I want to follow Jesus as my Savior. And you should be immersed. You should be immersed. I'm not mad about it. I'm not saying it's a matter of whether you're going to go to heaven or hell. I'm not saying that. But if you want to be baptized the way Jesus was baptized, you should be baptized by immersion. You don't, Jesus didn't have dirt sprinkled on his head. He was buried for you. Your sins don't need just a little bit of sprinkling. Your sins need to be buried. They need to be put in the grave. You don't just need a little bit of religion. Friend, you need a new life. So you need to be baptized by immersion as a symbol that God has put your sinful heart in the grave and raised you by his power and made you a new person. Choose to be baptized. Be baptized by immersion. The Bible says in Acts 18.8, I love this verse, many of the Corinthians, that's the a city, Corinth, many of the Corinthians, when they heard, they, somebody explained this to them, they believed and were baptized. And I can show you over and over and over again in the Bible, that's exactly how it goes. Believe and get baptized. Believe and get baptized. So here's what we're going to do. Pastor Ron said, this is a little bit of a different message. We began this, mess, this series today, or this service today, by watching some people get baptized. We're going to end by watching people get baptized. But some of you need to be baptized. And you may have come here today and you had no plan to get baptized, but you need to be baptized. Maybe you've already made the choice to follow Jesus, but nobody explained to you that you needed to be baptized. And you know today you need to do that. I'm going to give you a moment, to, an opportunity to come and be baptized. Maybe you're here today and you have never put your trust in God. And you're like those people saying to Peter, what do you want us to do? The answer is believe and be baptized. So today I want to give you a chance to put your trust in Jesus. Be the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, to trust Christ. And to be baptized. Now I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, well that'd be nice, Pastor, but I didn't come ready to be baptized. It's cold outside and I did not wear a bathing suit to church. Well, we knew that. That's why we're prepared. Because if anybody comes in just a moment to be baptized, we're ready to baptize you.
We have shirts. We have shorts of all sizes. You don't have to worry about cleanliness. You don't have to worry about health. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's practicing all the right things in the back. We have all the clothes. They're neatly laundered, towels. We have everything you need. All you have to do is be obedient. And if you're here today and you have never been baptized as a symbol of your faith in Jesus Christ, in a moment, I'm gonna give you a chance. In fact, in a moment, we're gonna stand and we're gonna sing a final worship song. And this is different than any way we do this normally. I'm gonna ask you to come. If you want to be baptized, I'm gonna ask you to come and stand right here. Just come and stand right here. You're saying, I'm ready to, I wanna be baptized. I wanna follow Jesus. In fact, even if you're not sure you can be baptized today, I want you to come. I want you to, I wanna pray with you. I wanna pray for you and we'll answer any question you have. Nobody pressures you in the back. We'll answer any question you have. But if today God is speaking to you, I want you to come and stand here. We'll pray with you, and then a pastor will take you outside and explain exactly how you can be baptized. Today, we would love for you to come. You say, oh, I didn't plan on it. That's the best kind. When God just shows up and says, you know what? You need to do this. It's an act of obedience. It identifies with the message of Jesus. It announces you are a follower of Jesus Christ. It symbolizes your faith in Jesus Christ. And it is a spiritual moment when God shows up. Can I give you one final verse in Acts 22? This is for you. You're listening. You need to do this, but maybe you're hesitating. There's a voice inside your heart going, I'm not going to do that. What's somebody going to say? I'm not, I, I know he said all about the stuff in the back. I, I don't know about that. I think it might be, I'm not going to do that. Acts twenty two sixteen. and now, why are you delaying? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name. Again, I want you to know it's only the power of Jesus that can wash away sins, not water. But if you have never trusted him and you have never obeyed him in baptism, in a moment, I'm going to say to you exactly what Acts twenty two sixteen says. Stop making excuses. Stop delaying. Get up and be baptized. If you'll come, we want to pray with you. We're going to have a few moments. And then in just a few moments, you can be baptized as a symbol of your faith in Jesus, as an act of obedience to Jesus. We have some all ready to be baptized. We want you to come and be a part of that great group. I want you to pray with me right now. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. And in just a moment, I want to be very clear, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to come. Just stand here with me. Just stand here. I, you will not stand alone, I promise you. not going to do anything to embarrass you or pressure you. But I want you to feel the urgency of the Holy Spirit. So I just want you to come stand right here. You won't stand alone. And then we'll pray together. Show you how today, if you want to, you can be baptized. You can follow Christ. So you just come, stand right here. God bless you, somebody. Already, God bless you, honey. Come, you can just come on right now if you're coming. We're gonna sing this song. Some are already coming. I want you to come stand right here. Listen to me, listen. Thousand years from right now, the only thing that's gonna matter is that you did what God told you to do. So why delay? Get up, come and be baptized. Would you stand to your feet? I wanna pray with you, and then I want you to come. I want you to come. Father in heaven, would you speak to hearts today? Would you draw people today to say yes to Jesus? 
so our old selves can be baptized, buried, and washed and raised new life in Jesus Christ. I pray some would come right now to say yes to Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's sing this. You come. Stand right here. God bless you. Come right here. God bless you. Let's stand. Let's stand. Sing right now. Come on. right now just come on right now if you need to come I want everybody praying except everybody standing here at the front I want I want you looking at me I want us to talk they're praying we're talking I want to ask you a question how many of you are standing here today because you believe Jesus died on the cross for you he was buried he was raised by the power of God and that if you put your trust in him he'll save you he'll forgive you he'll make you right with God and you want to trust Jesus. Is that your prayer? Is that your prayer? Just show me. Yeah, God bless you. Shaking heads, God bless you. Amen. Could I lead you in a prayer? Could I just lead you in a prayer that tells God what you just said? That's what I want to do. I want to trust Jesus. And I'm going to say it. I'd love for you to say it with me. I'd love for you just to say it. 
If this is your prayer, to confess it with me. Could I lead you in a prayer? If you're comfortable, just pray with me. Say, dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died on the cross in my place for my sins. And I believe you raised him from the dead. And that Jesus is Lord of all. I confess my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And I put my trust in Jesus. I want to follow him. Would you help me? Thank you for making me your child. Now I want to pray for every one of you. Father, I thank you for every single person that's come. For some, today is a day of making that decision. For some, it's I know it's affirming it publicly and taking the next step of being baptized. God, I thank you for the faith of those who have come to say, yes, they want to trust you. And we thank you. We praise you. I pray you will bless them. And just as when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Father, I pray they would sense. We know it's not about feelings and everyone feels things different. But God, would your Holy Spirit descend upon them in a special way may they know that as they've trusted you you have forgiven them may they even be conscious of your presence and may they be empowered to live for you i pray in jesus name now look up at me everybody standing here look up at me that's pastor mike hache right there pastor mike is just going to lead you out he'll have any question you've got If you just follow him right out, he's going to lead you out. You can ask him any question you want. We are so, we love you. I'm so grateful you've come.